And now, the host of your Saturday Night PML Podcast. First, representing the Seattle Seahawks, that guy who never gave your mother a try, your man, my man, Trevor Man. Next, representing the New York Jets, your main man, A-Rod Man. And representing the Buffalo Bills, the beast in the East, Bubba. Finally, representing the New England Patriots, your friendly neighborhood troll, Wombo. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night PML. Uh, yet again, I am joined with Bubba. Say what's up. What's going on? What's going on? And we have El Jefe. What's going on, PML? So yet again, we are without drama for second week in a row now. And A-Rod has got some uh, stuff going on, so he's out this week as well. But we're still going to have a great time because we still got three great people to uh, host the show for you all. Um, first today, we're going to be going over all the trades uh, because it's been a little bit. And now, finally, the website's opened up. So that way, we've gotten our points. Uh, we've gotten the ability to trade. And now people are starting to put people in the black, trying to make some moves. And we've been hearing some rumblings about it. Um, very recently in chat, we had Ian Rappaport posting some pretty interesting scoops. The first of which is, per sources, the Detroit Lions and New York Jets are working on a trade. What do you all think that one is? I really don't know what that one is. Do we have any speculations? Well, uh, it's, a tr- it's a trade with the Lions. I, I think... Honestly, I think the Lions um, should be banned from trading um, simply because they're in my division. Um, but no, I actually have no idea uh, about that trade or, or what's going on with that trade. I mean, I'd imagine um, A-Rod's probably looking to boost that roster. So he's whatever he's trading, I'd, I'd assume he's trading for picks and um with with no explosiveness on that Lions roster, I, I, I'm going to assume that uh, Hype Mike is looking for some explosive uh, players. I think it might receiver. It, receiver uh, could could be a could be a receiver, could be a running back. Uh, just you know something to uh, help out with a little bit of speed, you know, to to make his offense a little bit more dangerous. I've I've seen multiple multiple things of him looking for. For, for possible receivers. Um, maybe, even a, maybe even a fast guy like Tevin Coleman out the backfield who isn't seeing many, many touches with uh, Michael Carter Jr. Or is it just Michael Carter or is it Michael Carter Jr.? Uh, he ha- he's leading the league in rushing, if I'm not correct. So a guy like Tevin Coleman doesn't really have a spot in the Jets roster, but he's a fast guy who Hype Mike will be able to use in a on a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. Uh, even though DeAndre Swift is born in real life, Madden-wise, he's not great. And as we saw from the first couple games, he already had some fumble problems. 
So I could see, or maybe if not Tevin Coleman, like a guy like Ty Johnson, just a faster running back who Heineck will get the most out of. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe a guy like Ty Johnson is probably who, if I had to speculate, would be the, would be the guy that's going to be moving soon. Yeah, that's that's very interesting you brought that up because because I've heard lots of talks about about Swift trying to him trying to get him out of there for for something because um, I yeah you know it's pretty obvious he's not very fond of him if he's that being that aggressive and trying to uh, get him out of town uh, so that would make a lot of sense uh, to me and I think maybe one of the other things would be a linebacker because the Lions really don't have that and and where they do have it it's a bunch of bunch of older slow guys and a rod has a couple of those those fast guys that i think might might be something that that they uh that they look at trying to get a trade for um because i i I do think that he wants to try and compete this year um even though even though he's off to to a little bit of a rocky start i don't think he's looking to go full rebuild uh, full rebuild like like Cookie does. Um, I think he's approaching it from a from a different perspective, and just trying to upgrade the roster as quickly as he can. And the reason I say that is because he's been linked to two other trade talks. So all three reports are having to do with the Detroit Lions. One of the other ones is the Lions and the Washington Football Team, and then we also have the Lions and the Texans. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty certain I know what those two moves are. Well, if, if it's between the Lions and the Texans, it's it's definitely for Deshaun Watson. And, um, I, you know, I, I know what uh, Cookie was looking for for Deshaun Watson. So on, on one hand, obviously it's going to be an upgrade at the quarterback in Detroit. But, I mean, you have to give up a lot of draft capital. So... You know, I know um, what the Lions coach is trying to do and, you know, trying to upgrade his roster and trying to get some explosiveness and some just, you know, sometimes, you know, we look at Madden, we look at the depth chart and we just we see speed. But, you know, at what cost? Because, I mean, you're, you're going to kill yourself in the draft if you're having to give up too much capital because the the, the Lions are an overhaul and you're not going to complete that overhaul in one season. So if he's if he is linked to Watson, that's going to be a haul. I'm sure that he's given up. Do you think it's worth it though? Do you, do you think it's worth all those picks for a quarterback that that is is he's a 90 overall if I'm not mistaken? Um, but but the only thing is he doesn't have abilities. He's only a star. Does that change right. your perspective on on what you would be willing to give up for that? Because to me, it seems like like. It seems like it's a lot for a guy that's that's not going to have abilities, not going to progress as fastly as a guy that would have superstar. Because you, obviously, you're still trying to go past that ninety. You're trying to get the the player as 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 good as possible. How how would that how does that change your perspective on willing to give up if you were the Lions in this situation? For me, no, it would not be worth it. it, it if Deshaun Watson came with escape artist or gunslinger or some sort of ability, 100%. But the fact that he's a star, I know he's a 90 overall, and you know he has obviously he, can, he has mobility and he has you know he's a good quarterback. But I don't think what's being asked is worth it. I I wouldn't personally give up that much. But that's just me. I can't tell another coach what to do. But 
I wouldn't do it because it, it, in PML, uh, you need those draft picks because, you know, you, you have X factors that are going to come out in the draft. You're going to have a chance to really build your roster through the draft. And if you're giving up two first rounders or whatever the case may be, uh, I'm not sure I'm speculating, but I'm sure it's going to be somewhere in that realm of a, a minimum of two first rounders. I think that's a lot to give up for Deshaun Watson. Um, when you have so many other needs, you know, it, it, maybe if Detroit was a quarterback away, that's a different story. But you have so many other holes to fill. I think you're handicapping yourself by giving away too, too much. And then if you wow. say the, court, the, 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 the trade with, with um, the Jets, I think at that time, too, you're looking at also giving up more draft capital. Yeah, to me, draft capital is too important to just throw around like that. Because um, from per sources, from what I've heard, the, the trade is going to somehow surround um, two firsts, two seconds, and then another player on top of that. Uh, I kind of have problems with, with how much that's given up. I think that's definitely a ton to give up. But if you're in hype mic situation... I think with the the talent we know he has as a coach, um, like you said earlier, he he can't do like not only is he not gonna approach the Lions the same way Cookie did, he just can't like the amount of content Cookie does, he can is able to to develop a team like that from the ground up and just basically replace the whole team with his guys, right? Hype Mike doesn't really he's not gonna be able to do that. He doesn't do enough content, and while he's a really good user. He's been put in the slums of that team. He's got a tough division, as we've seen happy the first cu- couple of weeks come out. He's And on the other side, Hype Mike has struggled. So addressing the quarterback situation in season one, two, uh, Deshaun Watson, although he has star now, if Hype Mike has a good season, a couple good seasons, he's likely to go to superstar and possibly X-Factor in over five seasons. I think that's... That, that's more than reasonable if you give a coach the talent of Hype Mike, uh, Deshaun Watson. The only thing is uh, that superstar ability, like half a, half a touchdown, it's not going to be the gunslinger or the escape artist, something he had before. You're getting those trash abilities, that first roll. And then we'll see what happens later in the cycle if he, if he would get X-Factor. But I think it definitely, it's definitely a lot to move, but it might be a move that has to be made if you're Hype Mike. No, listen, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously golf is not the answer. Um, I just think that for – I think I just think that's a lot. I think Detroit has so many holes that it needs to fill because what's going to happen, you, okay, you're going to give all your draft capital away for Watson, but then who's he throwing to? You know, who's protecting right. him? You know, who, who, how are you filling your holes on defense? I mean, that's going to take longer to fill now – and so now you're actually going to have Watson in the same position that he's in in Texas with no one around him. I mean, you're going to get some 68 overall, 92 speed receivers, or you're going to get a, a 70 overall, 92 running back that you can build up, but it's going to take you longer giving away all of that draft capital for, you know, just to say you have Watson. And even if Watson, he, with a, with a coach like Hype Mike, He's going to do great things with Watson. I mean, that's that's not the issue here. The issue is, okay, even when he becomes a superstar, what ability is he going to have? And even on top of that, 
he he'll make some throws for you right now that Jared Goff is not going to make. But he, what's going to happen when that seventy overall receiver or that seventy five overall receiver jumps up for a ball and a, and a DB grabs him? He's he's not coming down with that pass. You know, so still something. Be. Something else with that situation is, I personally like Jared Goff in Madden. So. Me personally, if if I was in the Lions situation, I would sit tight with my draft capital. You know, I'm not a, I'm not entirely opposed to trading it. You know, I I would still personally rather make the picks, um, but especially with the roster that he has, you know, um, but I I would I would I would run it with Jared Goff. Uh, in terms of his his stats specifically, he has 89 throw power which is plenty. He has 91 short accuracy, 86 mid, and 81 deep. So he's really going to make a lot of the throws that you needed to make. And on top of that, he has 85 throw on the run. So he can even, you know, move out of the pocket at least somewhat um, and be able to make those throws still. So I would, I would run it with Jared Goff. Uh, I, I think it's, I, a, I think I, it's I, a mistake for what, with what he's doing. Yeah, for, for the for the for the amount of what he's getting up, I think it is, I think it is going to hurt him in the long run. Um, I think, um, like like all the stats you just mentioned about Jared Goff, you know, I think Jared Goff is just a mental thing. People just hear Goff, oh, Goff, 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 Goff. It's like I don't want Goff, but he's a viable quarterback to get through while you put the pieces around. Um, while you put the pieces around him and use that capital, put the pieces around him. I think it's just the fact of. This Deshaun Watson, the, the shiny new toy, but again, what what does he have around him? He's not. He he'll probably give you another two or three wins, maybe. But is it going to be a? But is it worth it with with everything else that you have to give up? Because I mean, it's not. It. Obviously, King Mike feels the same way that I do about golf, at least in some respect. Because I can say with almost one hundred percent certainty, shared golf is going to Washington. Um, I have very, I'm very, very confident that that's how this is going to happen. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a great move for for King Mike. Fantastic move, even. But it's it's a parallel, right? It's a parallel. It's, it's what it's what you see with, like you said, between Cookie and and Hype Mike. Cookie's content with saying, "Okay, I know I'm rebuilding. Let me do the smart thing. Use my pieces to rebuild." And I think with Hype Mike, it may be kind of a pride thing, like, oh, shit, I'm not going to sit here with this team and suck. Like, I'm, you know, let me go do this. And it may be at a detriment to him. Because this is, <laughs> this is PML. I learned this last year quickly. It's not like it's a lot of top free agents that ever get away here. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to, uh, in the offseason and grabbing a bunch of free agents. It's just not going to happen. So when you have and no draft capital and free agents are not, are not going to be in abundancy, it, 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 it may hurt. It may come back to backfire. What we saw last year, and I think if, if this trade with the Lions and the Texans does go through, is like you said, there's not a lot of free agents. But if there's a team that's going to be able to spend money, the Detroit Lions are on the short list. So he's going to have to sign whatever... Like we saw with KMFO and uh, what was the dude's name off the Bengals? He was the D- Hubbard. He had inside stuff and he paid him 
the gigantic contract. He's gonna he might have to hand out a couple of those contracts if he's gonna go into this win now mode with this Lions team. So I think it's it's definitely gonna be interesting. Well not only that, the cap situation around the entire league, everybody has cap. Or, or I I'd say over eighty percent has cap playing around because of the COVID and and Madden not adjusting same way as as they've had to in real life. Everybody has cap. Everybody. So the free agency is going to be down regardless. I mean, like you said, it's already um, how PML operates where you're not seeing that many good free agents. It's really not going to see any this time because everybody's got the money to to play around. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But more power to them. Listen, again, you know, we're speculating. You know, coaches know what works for them. but to to ultimately ask answer the question that you asked initially, I wouldn't give it up. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure a, a bunch of coaches, you know, knocked on Cookie's window about Watson, and they mostly feel the same way. Like that's just too much to give up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, something else along the trade lines, which is interesting, with with Adam Shafter breaking last night, that the the Packers are have announced that they're looking to, to let go of Devontae Adams. Uh, Coach Hefe, you, you got anything to, to say about that? Or are you just going to just let that go and, and, and not speak on it? Uh, we have a policy in our, in our uh, staff room that we keep things in-house. Well, so how right did now that happen? Just... How that happen? <laughs> right now, we're, we're just testing the waters. Um, we, have, we have our reasons as to why we may be looking uh, to move uh, Devontae Adams. Um, but those are between um, our staff and Adams' agent. And, you know, as things progress, we'll we'll be able to share more uh, about it. But, again, Adams is an asset that could uh, possibly bolster the team in other ways. And if you can get a, a good return on the investment, then it's something to at least look at. But you're not, you're not concerned about – about how this is going to happen. Say, say you don't get a trade together. Say that doesn't happen. Devontae is a free agent at the end of the year. How do you think that's going to affect the way you the way you move on with that? I mean, you're almost you're almost you're almost making the player. You know, you're giving a re- a, a reason not to come back with with how he's being treated at the moment. Uh, if if, I, if a trade does not get done, I can assure you, Devontae will not be a free agent. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you of that. Um, because I don't care how he feels, um, he can't argue against the franchise tag. So that's right. I can that's, assure you, if, right. if, a, if a trade, uh, this is this is a luxury thing, and you just you, you know you take a look, you test the waters, see see what you know. And I can tell you, I've had a ton of of individuals asking, so I do have a, some offers that are actually not that bad, but we're not in a rush to move him. If we get the right offer at the right time before the trade deadline, there's a chance that Devontae could be moved. I like that. Um, I've something seen else. Rumblings of, uh, I've seen rumblings of uh, maybe the, the Patriots are looking to trade market for a quarterback. What do you know about that? Um, the idea has been tossed around. Uh, 
I, I would say I would say without without leaving any any individuals. Uh, I, I you know I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to speak on behalf of other people. Um, but but we would have liked we would have liked to see what could have happened earlier in the season because because part of the problem is you're in so far with Mac Jones already. You know Mac Jones can get you through the season, and then and then you look at that point and you go well. Would it just make sense to draft a quarterback after that if we're, if we're not happy with how Mac Jones performs this season? Um, and I think, I think you got to evaluate it that way uh, rather than just be like, well, I could get somebody now, but what if I wait until later and get somebody either potentially better and I don't have to give up as much? Um, because we're one and, we're one and two. We're, we're not off to the best of starts, but I still believe we can stay uh, near that 500 line, if not get over it. Um, I don't see a purpose to, to go out and get a quarterback now because either it would be an, another young one, which again we could just draft a quarterback, or it would be a vet. And at that point, what's what's the purpose if you're not going to be able to, to upgrade them and you're going to be stuck? Um, I'd rather just play it as it is with Mac Jones and see what happens. And I think the more interesting thing would be to look for a receiver at this point to get Mac Jones another target to throw at, because right now it's uh, Aguilar, Dorsett, and Kendrick Bourne. And, you know, they're not the worst, but we could definitely use something else in that receiver room. Uh, and well, you do have Stefan Gilmore on that roster still, right? We do have Stefan Gilmore still on the roster, so we need to, uh, need to extend him as uh, well. Just so. Connecting the puzzle piece, I feel like there's a there's a trade that can make sense to find you a receiver in New England. But I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you figure that out. Yeah, um I, I, I think I think the idea is out there, but but you know, Stefan is still only thirty years old. Meaning, you know, you could still get another at least three years solid out of him, but I think you can still probably extend it. You could probably go the whole five with him. Um and then you still got J.C. Jackson and, and Jonathan Jones, and honestly, that core could last you the whole time if you play if you play your cards right. You might not have to get another corner again, basically. Um, I think that 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 aspect of it is is intriguing and something that they maybe explored or again could look at trades. Um, you never know. Something else with trades, uh, Shafter also put out. Uh, yesterday, um, a, a message from somebody who who labels themselves as anonymous of half the blank roster was traded week one and they don't even know yet. Do you think that's the Lions again, or or, or is something else going on there? I immediately thought it was the Lions when he said yeah. that. I I immediately thought it was the Lions. I think he's, I think uh, Hype Mike is the one that's making the most moves right now, trying to. Uh, do something with that with that team. Um, so I, I'm assuming it's the Lions that he's talking about. And just to make these trades, I don't know where Mike is getting these points from because I think with the new rule we passed, I think it's like it's going to cost him like I don't know, got to be like 15, 20 points to get these tr- these trades done. So plus, also if guys are coming off the um, the, the new trade list. That's another. Right. That's another twenty each time you want to do that. Um, so depending if he has players moving off that, which, which I would think, I don't. I haven't looked at it specifically enough, but 
But I think the players that we're talking about, at least on his side of who's being traded, that he'll have the points to be able to do that at least. Or there, or there won't be any. I think most of them probably won't be any. Um, but that no trade list, plus the having to pay for trades, makes it really hard to get stuff done before the trade deadline in season one. Season one definitely, but I think it's there because uh, they want to have a J JD. He definitely he wants it to be as close to as real life as possible. So if we're out the gate just trading these top guys, it does kind of take everyone out of the realism aspect of it. So there's there is a reason for it. That's the same reason why we have the no trade list through all five or maybe four. I don't know if there's no trade list season five, but I definitely get it, and uh, it, it's supposed to be tough season one, season two to trade. On the topic of the no trade list, um, I have some problems with the no trade list. I think I think what it is is that the whole concept of it is fine. I'm fine with the no trade list. It is realistic. That's not my, my that's not my issue. My issue with is the execution of the no trade list because you got guys like Jordan Love on the no trade list who the entire off season was being talked about about being traded because of the Rogers situation. Or you have a guy who wasn't in trade talks, but he's somebody who could easily be moved in J.C. Jackson. Um, I, I have a hard time understanding because the, the criteria is, is very vague. And so you'd almost think that that somehow was like saying that J.C. Jackson is a cornerstone player, which I don't well, think that's true. I could true. tell you exactly what, what that was. So the reason is because Jordan Love is a – it's not Jordan Love the player in particular. They're not going through – hundreds and, th and thousands even of players uh it's what it is is he's a second year first round pick but i raise you that and say cj henderson so it, so in real life yeah but i think the like the reason he's on the no trade list is is he said okay throughout the whole league all first round picks first two years can't be traded That's i just think there the should rules. be I just think there should be a better system to it than rather just like have Super like there obviously there's a different situation for everything. I don't understand why we can't go through and evaluate even before we have teams picked out so that way there's no bias to anything. Go through, evaluate the rosters, and see what needs to be no trade and what needs to be allowed. Just like uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is on the last year of his contract. Yes, he is a ninety nine overall, but he is in a very tradable situation and one that I could see it's very realistic. I mean, obviously it's realistic if if uh, if Hefe is looking to 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 move him out the door. You know? Yeah, no, that that's 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 one thing that got me was having to feed Devontae because I think like my whole thing, and I wasn't making a stink about it uh, in the chat yesterday, but I think you have to take it on a on a case by case basis. I understand on one hand you don't want coaches to just put a roster to dust understandably so but on the second on another hand you have a situation where i'm looking at Devonte adams if i sign him it's going to be to a large contract or i can let him go in free agency i think you're handicapping the coach when you say well he's on a no trade list you, you either sign him or you or you lose him i think that has to be a case-by-case -case basis i think that's a rule that should be looked at like 
we, I know we have a committee. I know the, the commissioners look at different things on a case by case basis. I think this should be one of them. You know, I can see if uh, Devontae had three years left on his contract and I'm just saying, oh, I want to move Devontae Adams. And you can say, no, that's a cornerstone piece. That's probably not realistic. But when you're looking at the end of the day, like case in point, Stephon Gilmore in, in real life, Patriots, he's a cornerstone. They could not come up with a, a, a contract to make him happy. He, got, he gets traded to Carolina. In Miami, Xavier Howard, he's not happy with his contract. They're looking to trade him. I mean, that actually happens. You know, so I think if we're, you know, somebody made the point in chat last night, I don't remember who it is. Some things are sim, some things are not. You know, and I, and I think this is one of the cases where it's like, all right, this is a case-by-case thing. That's actually a legitimate, a GM would legitimately look to shop Devontae Adams around if he, wasn't, if he doesn't want that price tag. It's almost like, okay, you're forcing a coach to hold on to him because now I have to come up with 20 content points to waste on trying to make a trade that may or may not go through. And then it's, so I don't think that's, I don't think that part of it is realistic at all. I think with the contracts in particular, I think that definitely needs to be taken into account moving forward because that is a big, a big factor in uh, why you wouldn't want to move a player. But I do think that overlooked at times. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. You can pay to get them off, but that is obviously not something everyone can wants to or can do even. You know, if if you're looking at a situation where Devontae Adams is three, four years left on his contract and I want to get him off, then sure, I should have to pay. But in this particular situation where you have someone where we consider as a cornerstone is going to be a large hit to your salary or is going to demand a large contract. And you say, hey, you know what? The best thing for my team may be to get something for him rather than either sign him or lose him to free agency. I think that's a totally different story that needs to be looked at. And you shouldn't be stuck having to pay content points for it. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that because because I don't want it to I don't I don't want it to make it seem like I don't want the no trade list at all because it is I'm it's, it's a good concept it's a good idea everything it's just the execution is the part that I have issues with because of how non-specific it is the stuff uh, where we're not taking taking specific things into account and then there's other there's also parts that are that are random with it where they're just like it's just feel like you're just picking players because I don't know why um, I, it, it was it was a, it was a struggle with me when I when I was when I was looking over it um, between being upset about it and being understanding but I think it needs to, to meet somewhere in the middle um, of where it's currently at yeah, I agree because it's it just right now um, for all the good things that JT and the commission board and the things that go on at PML, which I mean, the absolute great things. Everyone loves this league. I think some of the things, some of the rules are laid out kind of as a one size fits all. And that's not true. And I think this situation with Devontae Adams is a perfect example of okay, this is not a one size fits all, and so this you know so you you have this situation with 
I'm sure I'm not going to be the only coach where you're going to have someone that's going to demand a price tag and you can't move them. Yeah, that'll definitely be something that I will bring up over the off season um, to to be looked at and see if we can. And everyone everyone claims that PML has smart GMs, smart coaches. Well, a smart coach, a smart GM would look to see, hey, what can I get for this player? No, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, on, a, on a contract year, that's exactly. Doesn't matter who it is. It's, it's your quarterback. It's your wide receiver. Obviously, as we've seen, like you said, you can find. Uh, I think the biggest part about it is like all the trades we're pointing out are the exceptions, and the rule is that these guys don't get. And yeah, you're only going to see the exceptions. And I agree with you. There, the there's a lot more exceptions than you think. There's a lot more Devonte Adams and Von Gilmore's, and you can you can find you can find a ton more examples but at the end of the day uh it is a case-by-case basis and that's how they we kind of got to look look at it but there, there there are a ton of examples of this in real life uh Jalen Ramsey you 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 would say he was a cornerstone of Jacksonville he was traded Matthew Stafford would would probably be a cornerstone he was traded you know uh uh Hopkins and the Texans, you would say he in PML, he would have been a cornerstone. He was traded. Cornerstone pieces get traded. That's what happens for whatever reason. They get traded. I understand the rule of not wanting to gouge teams and, and, and leave leave teams barren. But there should be a consideration where people take a look at the situation i.e. contracts, whatever the case may be. I know as the cycle get on, the trading rule, rules definitely get more relaxed, and the committee gets more relaxed in what they're, they're letting go. So that doesn't fix, that doesn't fix your, your problem, but that is how, how they, they address it, is that in the beginning of the year, we're going to try to stick with these rosters and kind of build them, and then... As we go, you you have more flexibility about what you're allowed to do with your roster. I like that um, to some extent. I just think there's definitely some areas that can be uh, touched up on. Um, next thing we talk about is the draft. Uh, the draft class was imported. Um, we're starting to see some of the uh, top players, and actually. Uh, PML's Mel Kuyper came out with a top 10 uh, mock draft the other day. Uh, it goes as follows. The Giants at 1, taking left tackle Evan Neal. Patriots at 2, taking D-end uh, Kavion uh, Thibodeau. Cincinnati at 3, taking uh, corner Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, number 4, we have Baltimore, taking outside linebacker Drake Jackson. Why Pittsburgh the hell is Baltimore at number four? I don't know. Well, Mike, here's the thing. Mike D is Baltimore, and it has not been uh, it's not been good so far. Um, that that could be a potential disaster right there. Something with the the coaching carousel. If I had to look at a quick uh, overview, that's where you might see our first introduction. I, I don't know. Just a, just a thought. Um, but that that could be a really really bad situation. That uh that division has 
turned out to be one of the worst, if not the worst division to this point in PML, and really disappointing. Uh, I know HD was talking about a little today how he he feels he's better than Owen. Actually, I uh, I agree with him. I think he's much better than Owen three. He did have a tough start to the year schedule wise, um, so so you can cut us some slack there. But I think with the the rosters they have, um, it's been disappointing. But we've seen we've seen uh, was it K K talk about it, um, or Key? I don't know. Uh, we saw saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna be the laughing stock." Whatever he said. And then we saw HD talk about today, saying he doesn't think he's 0-3. So they can only go up from here. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if, if you could say it was a mistake a mistake given to the Ravens because we were only talking about two. Did he play his third game? I'm sorry. Or did he just play two? He played his third and he lost his third, too. Uh, so, so it's only three games in, but when you have the roster you have and a, a complete X-factor like Lamar Jackson, who who might be the best player in the game, like, overall. And uh, at least, he at least he has a very good case for it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough look. It's very tough. That whole division is tough to look at. Uh, and speaking of number five in the, in the mock draft is Pittsburgh taking uh, quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. I think that's dead on the money. He's taking a quarterback regardless, and I think he's going to be bad the whole year. So I think he's going to live in that top ten somewhere, taking quarterback. And I think that from 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 how it is in real life, where there's really not a set, you know, top quarterbacks this year, I think there's going to be still be, be a, like there might be like five or so that are in rounds one and two that you'll be able to rock with. Because I think even Rattler in this draft is something that you can you can work with. I think Rattler is definitely going to be one of the top prospects, and I think. Uh... Malik Willis, right? He's he's right. gonna be a guy who right before this draft class came out, he's been flying up boards, and we know he's a a very athletic quarterback. And of course, in Madden, that's that's the key. You gotta have someone who can be mobile. If you're gonna draft him at the top pick like that, you're gonna have to have some somebody who can uh, make plays outside of the pocket. So I think we and always in PML, if you're gonna get one of these top guys, especially a quarterback you're going to have to trade up to the first couple picks. So I think whether or not these teams end up keeping these picks, uh, quarterback it's definitely quarterback heavy at the top of the draft. That's going to be the thing is, you know, we'll see when we get closer to the draft. But that's, that's going to be the huge thing. Who's going to jump who to get these quarterbacks? You know, I, I don't think this year that, you're going to be able to sit unless you have the first pick of the draft. You're not going to be able to sit still and, and, and let your quarterback come to you. I think there are going to be plenty of teams looking to upgrade at a quarterback because, you know, let's face it, the, the first draft is where everyone, if they're going to change quarterbacks, they want to do it this year to start developing them. But I don't think you're going to be able to sit still and wait for a quarterback to really fall in your lap. I think there are going to be a lot of people trying to trade up uh, to jump in that. Uh, that, that quarterback, a carousel. I don't know how legitimate this is, but right now in the, in the, in the prospects list, um, there's 13 quarterbacks that are, the, the, out of those 13, the worst is projected at round two to three. So there's 13 quarterbacks 
that are in that vicinity. And then there's still a couple that are three to four. Three to four lasts until 17. So you got a lot of quarterbacks even outside of that first round that I think somebody's going to be able to find value in, whether it's they have a strong arm, whether it's they're fast. I think you can kind of sit around a little bit um, just because there's no, like, there's no, there's no Trevor Lawrence this year. There's no, I'm not going to say Zach Wilson because I think that was a horrible pick at number two in real life. Uh, there's no Justin Fields. Justin Fields um, is, a, especially for an Madden, top quarterback. Um, I, I think you can kind of sit around because last year there was really only those five. And out of those five, there, there's, there was nobody else, to be honest. I think uh, for I think I don't think there's going to be 13 spots at in PML quarterbacks are going to move in. So I think you'll definitely be able to to get a guy. But I think as we as we develop in the, in the scouting process and once we see the guys, like I'm not sure exactly how this scouting works, but you're going to be able to tell who who are the the better prospects. Those guys, I think there's going to be a couple that go at the top of the draft and. Uh, like like you said, like we're gonna, it's, it's going to see who's going to jump each other because if the if the Texans have the first overall pick, we know where that's going. But um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think the draft with the new features and of course JT's draft class, it's always exciting. I think it throws a cool a cool new wrinkle into it this year, in particular with the update. But um, yeah. Be sure to tune in next week. We will have a quarter season wrap up. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be a, a summation of of the ne- of the uh, first four weeks of the season. Um, and we'll, you know, thank you all for being here. Um, if you guys want to say anything before we before we head out, um, we had some difficult uh, technical uh, difficulties with this episode, um, so apologize for that. Uh, Next week, we're going to try and get things uh, sorted out. So, as always, uh, doing well, and uh, like, uh, thank, thank you for having, having me. No, thank you, thank you for having me, One Boom, man. I appreciate uh, being able to jump on the shows. Uh, you know, again, I think pretty much everyone knows I was absent last year in, in PML, so it's actually. Uh, fun being involved in you know all the things that go around it so i appreciate it